Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining Alaska Tracy podcast episode 52. This episode is sponsored by Visions to Profits Women's Membership Community, and you can find more information on that, alaskatracy.com, and click on Visions to Profits. Our next guest is Brian Yelverton. He is a licensed acupuncturist and traditional Chinese medicine practitioner located here in Anchorage, Alaska. He is nationally certified by the National Certification Commission of Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. And I came to know Brian through a series of non-coincidences. I've known him for quite a while and was struggling with some anxiety. I was seeing uh, Weston Hopkins at Interactive Health for a hip and back issue. And I started chatting with Weston about all these symptoms I was having and the doctors that I was seeing and everybody said that I was fine. And I said, hey, what does acupuncture involve? And he said, you know what, you should chat with Brian. Brian happened to be in the office that day and we had a wonderful conversation about what actually was coming up in my life, some fears that I was having. And he told me that he actually works with people with a lot of what I was discussing. (laughs) So I have been seeing Brian for six, seven weeks now, and acupuncture is really, really helping my anxiety, um, as well as a lot of practices that he's given me to do, um, meditation, and, and so much more. So I'm really excited to have him share his story Uh, about how he ended up here in Anchorage, Alaska at Interactive Health and really what he does to help so many people, including myself. Myself, I'm truly grateful for him. So let's welcome Brian. Well, hello, Brian. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for joining Alaska Tracy's podcast. I always say Tracy's, Alaska Tracy podcast. And I killed your last name on the intro. It's Brian Yelverton. Exactly. Yes. Very good. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. And I learned something about you by reading your bio, that you uh, interned in Beijing. Yeah. How back. cool. Yeah. When was that? Oh, maybe, what, six years ago, seven years ago? I did a, did a little stint at a Beijing hospital. It was a lot of fun. Holy cow. Well, that's, that's really neat. Well, I'm excited to dive in and have you share some of your magic tools and tips. But first, the backstory. How did you come about being an acupuncturist? Is that the correct term? Acupuncturist? Yeah, yeah. yeah that works. Yeah. 
uh, acupuncturist, traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. Uh, we like to go by many names. Uh, gosh, it's kind of a long story. Um, my previous life, my previous career, I was a high steel rigger and I hung rock and roll shows. And what I would do is- Wait, you were a what? Uh, I was a, a high steel rigger. I worked for uh, the International Association of Theatrical Stage Employees <gasps> and I hung rock and roll shows. I went from, I toured around and I'd go from arena to arena and I would climb around up in the steel uh, and I would, um, I would hang uh, audio speakers, uh, truss, lights, soundboard, video walls, uh, you name it. If you've been to a, a huge arena rock show, I was the guy who uh, was responsible for hanging a lot of that stuff up in the sky. And, and so we'd climb around on little four inch wide I-beams at 120 to 180 feet and we would hang stuff, you know, and uh, we'd use lasers and fun toys like that to, uh, and, and work out all the math for the bridles and hang these uh, arenas. And, and I, uh, I've worked for everybody from the Eagles to Justin Bieber and Dave Matthews. And I mean, anybody oh you can name bring that era. And, uh, era. and um, it was a lot of fun for a lot of years. And what happened was I got injured. I tore my radial back brachialis in my elbow here. Uh, which is pretty much a golfer uh, golfer elbow, you might have heard it, and, okay. uh, and uh, a tennis elbow kind of thing. And my doctor said, hey, you need some pain meds, and it's probably going to tear out completely, and you're going to need a surgery. And I said, well, I don't want pain meds because um, well, I have a, I've worked with a lot of people who have you know, we're using pain meds that weren't working and then they get addicted to pain meds. And I knew I just couldn't be in that cycle of just uh, putting a Band-Aid over the problem to fix it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, he had recommended me, uh, you know, talking to the surgeon. And uh, of course, I talked to other people who had similar surgeries and they said, well, yeah, they have to shorten the muscle by cutting off the end of the tendon and they have to reattach it. And you're going to need a new surgery every four or five years uh, with your occupation. And uh. Other riggers in my union had had it and, and they'd have the surgery like three and four times. And so I didn't look forward to that, but I was in a lot of pain. And by the time I, uh, you know, was starting to look for alternative medicine as, as health, I, I could barely pick up a coffee cup and shearing pain would go from my elbow up to my face. It was so bad. And when you're rigging like that, you're holding on up above yourself to high steel beams and it's a very dangerous situation. And I just wasn't trusting my arm and my strength anymore and uh, knew I needed uh, probably to get the surgery, but I thought I'd try some acupuncture just to see if it could help out, uh, at least with the pain. And how, so I started. So how, what, how did you even know about acupuncture? You know, I was fascinated with it before. Uh, I had studied a lot of Taoism uh, in my undergrad. I've always been, uh, if you'd ask me what my hobbies are, one of them was always philosophy and existentialism. And, and uh, so I, uh, I had studied it. I'd known about um, Asian medicine for a long period of time. And uh, I think even when I was in, doing my undergrad, I looked into going to do my master's uh, and I looked at all the chemistry involved and I said, I don't want anything to do with that. So I kind of changed, changed direction way back then. 
But uh, anyway, I'm hurt, I'm injured, and I go to an acupuncturist, and I just wanted some pain relief, you know, possibly to get me till uh, I got a surgery. Uh, and it, she started taking away the pain. Uh, you know, every week it got better, and over the course of about three weeks, I was like, you know, 90% better. And, uh, you know, I since talked to my doctor after that, and he thought it was just unbelievable because he said, uh, you know, your tendon was pretty frayed, pretty released from the bone. Um, you know, that usually doesn't heal. So he was amazed and I was really amazed. And, and I, I just kind of, that stuck in my head. And I started getting into this, like realizing uh, the profession I was in, there wasn't a lot of longevity because the guys just wore out their bodies. I mean, we were physically climbing around like monkeys, lifting up heavy stuff, moving stuff around. Uh, and you're working crazy hours. You're doing 20 hour days, upsetting. Uh, <laughs> loading and then you get six hours off and you do it again and uh i just didn't want to be burned out by the time i was 50 you know i just didn't want to have a old you know and and there were there was guys in my union that were 55 that looked 75 ah. off life for for money and and i just was that lady amazed me with acupuncture and i was like if i could do anything in my best life of life what would i do and I would be, and I just kept coming back to that. You know, I want to do what she did. I want to help people without drugs because, you know, in my union, I'd seen a lot of people addicted to drugs. <sighs> and, and, and I want to try to help people, you know, have an alternative to Western pharmacology. And so I, um, I just started doing that. I got, I, I went back to school. I got my master's. I uh, did a lot of training, a lot of uh, hospital rounds. I went to China. I've done, you know, extensive studies. And, uh, you know, I had gone back. It was a second career. And I felt like, uh, you know, can I do this? Can I do school? Can I, am I going to be able to do it? I don't know. And, uh, and I was just so fascinated. I graduated uh, magna cum laude. I saw that. Class and I was in class with you know um, doctors and and other people that were you know kind of uh, you know choosing different careers than the Western pharmaceutical uh, you know led um, uh, paradigm we live in today and so uh, but I just did great I blew everybody away it was it was amazing and and now I get to do what I wanted to do that I didn't even know I wanted to do so it's amazing oh my gosh where so where did you start practicing. It wasn't in uh, Alaska, was it? No, down in the Midwest. I, okay. I went to school, a sister school to um, uh, down in uh, of Ohio State University down in Columbus, Ohio is when I went to school. I was rigging down in the Midwest there, pretty much stationed out of Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and went over uh, to uh, Columbus, Ohio to get my master's. So, yeah. And then how did you end up in Alaska? Well, this was the second, now that I'm back here, this was my second run. I moved up in 97 oh. after my, uh, I was supposed to come up on a summer vacation in 97 and stayed for about five years. <laughs> and, and then we, and then uh, my wife's uh, uh, grandmother was getting old and had a big farm in the Midwest. So Wait, where do you meet your wife? Oh, in, in Skagway. So I went up to work for the summer, you know, and just play and take a summer off. And, and, uh, and back in 97, and I pulled into a campground and there was my wife, Stacy, uh, with her boyfriend. And it was, you know, after a little while, I just convinced her how amazing I was. And, and she, she jumped ship. And, uh, and we've been together, yeah, 23 years now. Oh my gosh. I moved here in 97, January 
1997. Wow. Awesome. Holy cow. So then you both decided to leave Alaska. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And you were practicing acupuncture then? Mm -hmm. No, well, not till we got down there. I worked okay. for a bunch of years. We've only been back to Alaska now for, we're on our sixth year. Yeah. Yeah. So you, when you came back, did you know where you were going to end up working? Yeah, my, so I married, uh, I married uh, Stacy and her sister's uh, a doctor of chiropractic. So when we were talking about coming up here, uh, her sister, Leslie, was like, you, well, you're coming to work for me when you come up here. And I said, well, okay, you know, and I've been here ever since. So yeah, oh. it's family practice. We, we, we all work together. We help each other out. We're a good team. Yeah. It's such a magical place. So I know Leslie from years ago and was seeing Leslie for, I don't even know, maybe a knee injury or something. And she was helping me and then she went out of town and she said, just see my cousin Weston. And so then I started seeing Weston and then I said, Leslie, like, I love you and I love Weston. And she said, just keep seeing him. That's fine. And then I, so how I met Brian was I just in the last four months was thinking, and I shared it a little in the intro to you. I was really thinking I was dying and I've shared with, people before I have coming up on 22 years sober and think I lead a pretty clean spiritual life. And a couple people had mentioned, boy, those sound, sound, those symptoms sound like anxiety. And I said, me anxious? No, that's no, I'm dying. Like it's my heart. It's my thyroid. And so I went to several doctors and many tests and the heart Institute and and my doctor, I went back to after a year, she's MD, and she said, no, it's not anxiety. She said, it's probably your thyroid is dying. And my back was starting to hurt, like everything was starting to hurt and ache. And, and long story short, I ended up circling back to Weston. And, and he said, well, I would think she would send you to um, uh, a, a digestive doctor next that would be next and i had just done a tapping session where all this fear came up which you can hear that podcast with uh dawn who did a tapping session with me and all this fear came up and and i said hey doesn't brian do acupuncture <laughs> and weston said he does and he deals with digestive issues and you happen to be there that day and and i've known you brian but not really you know, not really ever sat down and had a conversation with you. And you said, I've worked with people that have had um, post-traumatic stress disorder and sexual abuse and bulimia. And, and I just sat there with my mouth open because a lot of my old issues came up in the tapping session. And I, I was just blown away. And then he put these, you, if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see, but I'm pointing to my clavicle. Mm -hmm. So he was like, you ran out of the room and immediately put these little needles. I didn't even know what you were doing. I've never done acupuncture. We've only had our dog, Eddie has had acupuncture, but you, he put these little needles in my clavicle. And what are these? And they're, and they're in there now. Mm -hmm. And would you share what these are and what they, 
are helping yeah. me with. <laughs> it's that's even uh, psychologists have grabbed onto that and turned it into one of their tapping points. And it's actually kidney 23. It's below your clavicle. You can kind of grab your clavicles and, uh, you know, kind of kind of roll in on the big bone right there. And then where it hits the sternum, you know, there's these little depressions. And that's actually your second rib. Uh, uh, your first ribs hidden under that clavicle and you can kind of press on that spot and it's just a um, well it, it, it soothes your heart mind uh, and, and a lot of um, well anxiety and PTSD and I think everybody's been there and when you feel tight inside and you feel like uh, that springs wound up and whether, whether you bounced up against somebody that that was tight or you saw something on the news that tightened you up uh, so wound that spring up, it's just a beautiful spot to kind of press, you know, and, and I think, uh, you know, psychologists grabbed onto that, and they, that's one of their many, many tapping pot, you know, spots that they, they use um, uh, just to reset some neural pathways and give, give uh, you know, new, you know, new energy to the, to the stagnation that's occurring. It's, a, it's an a, a Asian term we use, stagnation is when we just have a ball of energy uh, and it could cause uh, anxiety or it can cause pain, you know, it can cause it, many symptomologies from that. Yeah. It's amazing. And I was not a believer, like I mentor quite a few women and I never believed in anxiety or post-traumatic stress, like never, I would be like, whatever, kind of get over it like whatever and um and it's real it is real and when i went back to my md who's super conservative and i said i've through a series of events dealt with some fears that have come up and i've found an acupuncturist and i could see her through the screen her whole face just changed and i was like what and she said i keep doing acupuncture like all of a sudden she was like it's we're right now recording this during the what fifth month of the pandemic and and so she, you know she she's been seeing it and it's appearing and it's I'm sure like you've told me a lot of it is all the social media and the just everyone's wound tight mm -hmm. yeah the world's static right now it's just uh it's walking around. Maybe, maybe it's just the time. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. Like you believe like me, um, that sometimes change is painful <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, I see it on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Uh, people come to me in pain and, um, and, uh, first I have to ask them, are you willing to stop doing what's causing the pain, you know, and, and are you willing to, uh, you know, take new action around that to walk away from that pain? Um, yeah, to, to let go. And, and, and sometimes it's uh, little things we need to do and sometimes it's big things we need to do, but, uh, yeah, everybody's amped up right now, Tracy. <laughs> what's the percentage, if you could put a, Weston always does this to me and I always like, look at him, what's the percentage of change, but what's the percentage if you could put a number on it of people that are able to get relief from acu acupuncture i i i don't know yeah. i would have to say it's a I tough would, question it is i would say everybody gets something you know everybody gets something um i get a lot of silver bullet people that come in and their doctors are like i gotta have surgery i don't want surgery <laughs> I'm on high levels of opioids and they're not working anymore. I need something else, you know, um, 
I get, I get a lot of people that just want this fix and they want it now, obviously. You know, Western medicine has us trained uh, that uh, I can take this pill and I'm gonna feel better, at least for a short while. And so um, acupuncture sometimes works like that and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it takes a course uh, of treatment to get people better. Um, so I think it, it, you know, that question you answer, asked is, um, I think everybody gets something, but it, it turns out differently. You know, uh, the people that really, uh, you know, wanted a lot of pain relief, they'll get a little pain relief. And then if there's an underlying uh, mechanical um, issue, you know, if you're bone on bone, we can relieve the pain, but it's going to come back. You know, uh, eventually you're going to need to do other lifestyle changes, whether that's strengthen the muscles around it or uh, or get a surgery you know sir so it, it's it, it acupuncture has its its scope and its place uh in medicine in western medicine even um but um people come to me with all these different perspectives of what they think it can fix and and i do i get the autoimmune disorders like um luke gehrig's disease and uh and they just, they've read something somewhere and they think it's going to stop it, you know, or even cancer. I have cancer. It's terminal. They've told me I'm dying. You know, can you stop it? You know, and, and we really, it's humbling that people come to me as this last, uh, you know, miracle worker, right? But I have to be, you know, super honest with what I can do. But even still, if I can't stop the cancer, if I can't... Um, I, if I can't, you know, stop the ALS, you know, symptomology, uh, I feel like acupuncture can help slow things down in, in the respect that really what it does is build up your immune system. And then sure, even, even the crazy pain people, um, you know, maybe I can only get a couple layers off, you know, but, but they get other things out of it too that they didn't expect from acupuncture, you know, some of, some of it's just peace of mind. Uh, some of it, it opens up other things. Um, I think a lot of people uh, get, um, well, here's a cool thing about um, Asian medicine is that uh, usually any emotional anything, you know, like emotional trauma or even sexual abuse, right? Or, or, or some, something that happened, a war, you know, saw a friend die, a terrible car accident, uh, you know. A moose attacking you. A moose attacking you, yes. And you hold on to that and it'll come out sideways in some weird pains later on, even if there wasn't an injury, you know, um, and, and people hang on to those things. I think that's why tapping has become pretty popular recently because it's another way to overcome emotional baggage we carry with us that'll eventually turn into some other type of pathology, possibly even cancer, you know. You know, if we get enough emotional stagnation in us, um, we're going to create sickness, you know, so... So it's really good to have emotional purges, you know, and, and uh, you know, I like to feel those feelings. I like you to feel those feelings. Like when, when somebody comes to me with lots of anxiety and fear, I'm like, let's do it, you know, feel it, feel those feelings, you know, but you got to give yourself a little timer. Let's set out, let's be able to step away from that. And uh, so, you know, long story short, I think everyone gets benefit. I, I get a lot of people that come in that are total naysayers, you know, like, um, they were sent to me through the VA and they're just tough macho guys and they don't believe in anything, you know, and this isn't going to, they'll come in the door and say, this isn't going to help me, but my doctor wants me to get off these high doses of 
of um, synthetic opioids. And, you know, he sent me here because I can't, you know, I, I, I'm just fighting him, right? He, the guy wants to be on synthetic opioids, but this is not going to work. I'm just checking a box so my doctor will give me more drugs. And um, even the naysayers that just don't believe in it will tell me how it doesn't work, tell me all of this. They come back and are like, you know, I've been more alert this week. I've been less fatigued this week. I, uh, I've been in a little less pain this week. I've been nice to my wife, you know, like things, you know, little things subtly happen. And then if people uh, can stick with it, do a little course of treatment, um, they notice big changes, you know, and, it, and it's really neat to be a part of. It's, it's just a cool, humbling experience to see people's lives change. I've, I've worked with guys, gotten them off um, high doses of, um, you know, Oxycontin, the big oh. one caused all this heroin issues and, and opioids, but um, you get them off of that and you get them off the couch and you encourage them to, you know, do some walking and they lose 70 pounds and their lives are turned around and they can pick up the grandkids again. And I mean, I have seen things that, um, you know, we, that I've been able to help out with where I see uh, Western medicine kind of drops the ball, you know, sometimes, you know, so, so it's been really neat to be a part of that experience. And that's something I really didn't expect much in school. So, uh, you know, my, my philosophy is, is, is changing as far as, you know, the long, the long answer to your question of what it does. I think it fixes everybody. I mean, I think it, it doesn't fix them, but it benefits everyone. You know, I think, even if you're completely healthy, you know, everything's going good and your, your little, your, your, your world looks good. The finances are good and the health's good and the, and the relationships are good and the job's good and everything's good on your circle. Right. I still think you should get acupuncture like four times a year seasonally, just, just for, uh, you know, a tune up, just let's kick in that autoimmune system. Let's kick in that uh, you know, your homeostatic response and, and let's just make sure there aren't any blockages and fix anything before it happens, you know, and, um, and I have a lot of people that kind of get in that, you know, so I have a lot of super healthy people that never get sick and they come to acupuncture because it's, it's good and it feels good. And I think uh, a lot of the world, we get pretty complacent um, as far as like a good life, a good life's good, right? It's mm -hmm. good. But, but the enemy of a good life, uh, 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 the enemy of the best life is a good life. You know, if life, life's, life's good enough, I'm not going to change, you know. Right. If life's just good enough and everything's just good enough, I'm not going to go for the best, you know. And so it's always good to, and to run into people and encourage them that, hey, life's pretty good, you know, but could it be better, you know. So I get to be like that. Like everyone, I feel like you know, I get to influence in a positive way, which is super cool. Yeah. It's just been an amazing experience. I had been seeing Brian for, I think last week was the fourth week and I kind of had a not so great week and um, I, I was kind of bummed. And I remember coming home after our session last week and I said to Bobby, you know, maybe it's not working. <laughs> he just looks at me like he does, like <laughs> you're thinking again. And then I said, however, I haven't had to take that. It's a, they gave me a non-narcotic hydroxazine, it's called. I said, I haven't had to take even a half a one for four weeks. So maybe something is working. And he just, it's just like, 
he just kind of ignores that. But then when I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling anxious or my sternum's cracking, he'll say, have you done your whatever, the latest meditation you've showed me to do? Have you done your energy thing or have you? So he totally, he's watching it. He sees it happening, you know? And every time I see Brian, you keep giving me these, like, I thought, I mean, I was meditating like two hours a day just to go to sleep. But these are like, they're super intentional meditations. And this last one has just been like amazing things. I, we have the luxury of a hot tub and we live in the woods up here. And, and I, like you said, like, oh, I'm starting to feel better. So maybe I don't need to do it today. <laughs> yeah. That was Saturday. Right? Enough. Right. Enough. And then yesterday I'm like, oh, I'm feeling, you know, I'm not feeling, I'm feeling it in my, my sternum. So I'm in the hot tub and it's raining and, and I don't bring my phone out there and I'm noticing all these little, little green birds flying around. And, and then I was doing this exercise, you said about a lake and I'm, I'm doing this lake meditation and then I'm just talking to God. And then this whole, probably 20, I'm going to cry, like probably 20 birds just flew right over my head. And, and that's the, you know, oh, that's the relief. That's the, that's living a good life. (laughs) (laughs) And that, you know, for me, that's what I want. And that's why I do these podcasts. It's to bring people like you that can really help people to, to go for it. Cause we only get one shot, you know, and why stay at mediocre? And, you know, you've, Brian, I was going to share a lot of the tools and tips that Brian's given me, but you just, if you're in Anchorage, you should go see him. Um, if you're not, you can reach out to you, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So they would find you on Interactive Health, mm-hmm. interactivehealthalaska.com, which I'll put that in the show notes. And you do have a little uh, write up, you have a bio there, but people could get a hold of you there. You do oh, yeah. tell a right? Teleacupuncture? Well, I'll do telemedicine, um, yeah, yeah, consults and stuff like that. Yeah. So like kind of tips and tools and Mm -hmm. things that people can use to, you know, meditation and stuff like that. Yeah. And the points on the body, the immune. Yeah. Oh, there's so much goodness. Oh, yeah. I thank you so much for doing this interview. I know you were hesitant. (laughs) Last question. How do you define success? Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) So huge. How do I define success? Well, it's not, it's not money, right? Uh, I made more as a high steel rigger than I did as an acupuncturist, than I do as an acupuncturist. And, um, you know, for me, uh, success is, you know, having purpose and, um, and helping people and being loved and loving, you know, I, uh, I get, I get that. I, I get, I feel successful when, you know, people like you, Tracy say, wow, you changed my week last week. And wow, I was in a crappy place and now I'm smiling again, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's beautiful, you know, that's beautiful. And, and uh, so success is, you know, giving my all every day. uh, And then when I go home, having enough to give it all to my wife and my kids, you know, I want to make sure I I have energy for them because they're my most important people, you know. And so 
my, I just gauge my day on, you know, how did I show up in the universe? I mean, did I add to it? Was I a giver? Was I a taker? Was I a lover? Was I a hater? You know, um, did my fears, uh, you know, take control today? Uh, you know, because uh, I, I see a lot of people with all of that, right? Like uh, fears and everything like that. And it's like, if I can take that away from them, that's beautiful. But I want to throw it on the ground and leave it. <laughs> I don't want to pick it up and bring it with me. And so, uh, you know, that's how I judge my success. It's, it's a day-to-day -day thing. You know, I'm, I'm pretty happy most of the time, you know, and I think it's because I get to help people and I have purpose and, uh, and I have love in my life and, you know, and I give it freely, you know, like I meet people to just today and never seen them before. And I immediately connect and they connect with me and there's caring, you know, despite backgrounds or beliefs or whatever, there's, there is a, a common ground i seem to find with people and and i just want to hang on to that that's success you know that's success so that's yeah. beautiful thank you brian thanks for being on the show and thanks for having me i appreciate it see it was fun right it was oh, painless it was painless i'll never watch this though tracy i won't be able to <laughs> Your wife you ever hear will listen your voice to on the phone and you're like, man, I don't like what I sound like. Yes, your wife will listen to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brian. And thank you all of you for listening. Remember, please click the subscribe button, share with your friends, comment, and join me for the next episode of Alaska Tracy Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Until we meet again, bye-bye.